the Fantasy Lounge, live from 92nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oakland compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's this man? Find out for this week on the Fantasy Lounge. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mac on the mic and via the Fantasy Lounge hotline, Dave Steuben. And Dave, the Lounge members last week did not get off to a good start. Myself, Randy, and you combined 0-3. How are we feeling? Uh, not very good, but I don't think we're in panic mode yet. Me and you put up... Uh, one of three of the lowest scores. At least Randy's team was respectable. But we did call that last week on the podcast that one of those two guys was going to have a rough week. Uh, they both put up over 150 points, Mike and Randy. Uh, but Randy was a loser. Yes, he was. And at the end of the day, now obviously points matter. There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, it's all about the wins and losses. And so we know every week, every year after week one, there's going to be six teams that are 1-0 and six teams that are 0-1. That's just facts. That's just arithmetic. And so regardless of how you're feeling, there's still so much fantasy season left. That's funny coming from you, uh, but we'll talk about that later in the show uh, with so much fantasy left and not overreacting. You know, it could be tough in the moment not to overreact, but we do want to focus on uh, each team in, in the Soil Touchdowns League, and we want to talk about some surprises, some disappointments, and then finally the MVP of each team for Week 1. Yeah, we. Uh, it seems like we got some, some good traction last week. Everybody liked hearing about their team, so we're kind of going that direction again this week. So buckle in. Everybody's going to get a chance to hear themselves on the podcast. We're going to talk about everybody's team um, and uh, talk about some disappointments. People probably aren't going to like that, but um, some surprises and some MVPs of each team. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll start with my game. Uh, I played Channel. Channel beat me by 10 points. Both didn't have a good showing. A huge surprise, though. And, you know, I was a little interested to see how the Eagles' offense would turn out. And A.J. Brown just fit like a glove him and Hertz were instant connection 10 for 155 you gotta like what you saw there if you're Matt Channel yeah so I, I put it as a surprise um not so much that AJ Brown can't put up those points but I don't think anyone thought he was going to come out in his first game with the Eagles and put up 10 receptions for 155 yards uh 25.5 points he easily could have been the MVP uh for Channel's team that week but um we'll get to that in a second yeah, so A.J. Brown did his thing. On the flip side, we'll talk about maybe uh, his uh, teammate a little later um, that didn't really uh, produce much. But um, disappointment from Damian Pierce had a lot of hype going into the season. There was a lot of Rex Burkhead uh, that was taking snaps. And if you remember last year, Rex Burkhead had a great finish to that season for the Texans. Damian Pierce last uh, week one, 11 rushes for 33 yards and a reception for six. So not what you wanted out of a fourth-round pick for Channel. No, yeah, Channel was uh, pretty pumped on him. So were you. Fourth-round pick getting 4.9 points uh, just really isn't going to do it uh, for that team. Uh, and we will talk about a little bit of Rex Burkhead uh, later on. I believe he's on Randy's team. 
Yeah, Burkett's on Rams team, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about him in a second, too. Okay. And then finally, uh, MVP Jalen Hurts did his thing uh, against Detroit, which was kind of an interesting game. Detroit was down 31-10 to that game, and it ended up being 38-35. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, what you expected, he uh, was able to pass the ball. I mean, he was running. And I will say this, he, he scored 27 fantasy points, but he, I think there was, I think, three touchdowns that Philadelphia running backs got uh, in week one, and you have to think moving forward that Hurts is going to get some of those touchdowns in the red zone. Well, so, so that's the thing with Hurts. He did have 243 yards passing, uh, no touchdowns passing, but he had 90 yards rushing, which is basically a touchdown and a half. Also had a rushing touchdown. So that's where you're going you're gonna to get a lot of extra points this year out of Hurts is through that running game. I'm pretty sure Gainwell got one running, Sanders, then also Scott. So all three of them were able to score. Again, one if one of those goes to Hurts again, or if he throws for one, all of a sudden you're looking at a 33-point performance. So 27, oh, nothing to have, sneeze at. He, but, had a, he had a rushing touchdown himself, though, too. Yeah, I know. So nothing to sneeze at, but uh, you would have to think that in the red zone he's going to be able to score more than what you know he did in week one. So if you're channel, you're excited about that. Now, if we go to my team, which you know had a very brutal week, um, terrible start uh, for me for Isaiah Likely. That's a disappointment. Uh, zero points on four targets. I really, you know, Dave Dave wrote this. He threw me a bone, a surprise. There really wasn't many surprises on my team. They were all terrible. Um, well, so that's the thing. I, I did some of the surprises are from people's benches. Uh, they're not all starters. Uh, I, I went with Zach Ertz. Because of the injury concerns all week, me and you have both had conversations all throughout the week. I told you to wait <laughs> until game time to see what the decision was, and you didn't. You ended up doing what Mike does and starts Isaiah Likely with four targets and zero points. Uh, but Zach Ertz ended up with two receptions for 14 yards, a touchdown. Added in that you know that special two-point conversion, ends with 11.4, which is a, a pretty, uh, you know, I guess honest start, you know, bring your lunch pail uh, to work kind of start, give you 11 points. Uh, if you did start him, I believe you would have won. Yeah, I would have won. I would have won by a point. And then I also, and what kills me is that I was high on Gerald Everett. Uh, I did a, I did a, you know, the, the preseason lounges. I talked about Gerald Everett. Yep. Gallagher told me I should start Gerald Everett, and I didn't start Gerald Everett, and I would have won. He had a good game with the Chargers. So, you know, I'm kicking myself for sure because I let one get away, and you hate to let wins go by the wayside uh, when you I'm have an opportunity. I'm pretty sure you, uh, you are outsmart yourself at least two times a year you know uh, and get, get losses from it because you want to be like, look, I found, I found Isaiah Likely. I'm the guy who started on week one. That's exactly that's exactly what it is. I want to be the hero. I want to be the guys people look at and say, "Wow, like what a start!" And to me, that gets me in trouble a lot because a lot. even though like when it happens, like you feel so vindicated, you feel like you're the smartest man in the room. But most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, you're the clown. And of course, I'm wearing the the clown nose and the makeup today doing the lounge. But hey, I'm here. I'm here, and I'm. Who was the running back like three years ago that you started? Uh, Latavius Murray. No, it was some absolute no name. I started Latavius I Murray one week on a Thursday night. He popped, and everybody was like, "Oh, I can't believe you started him." But then, uh, oh, Miles Gaskin, maybe when he was like before no, Miles Gaskin. I forgot. It was literally been, I can't even think the guy's name. And that's how irrelevant so, he was. There's been so many bad starts for me. I know. And yeah. anyways, 
but you did have a good start with your MVP and Justin Jefferson, 11 targets, uh, nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns, 39.4 points. So he's putting up quarterback numbers for you in week one. Uh, but for some reason, like we just talked about smarting yourself, you're, you're shopping around the league should, for some reason. Should we just talk about that right now? You want to just talk about it? Want to get into it? I think we should. I think we. I think we got to get it out there as we're talking about Justin Jefferson. All right, multiple offers out there as we speak. It started yesterday when I was very upset with uh, the end of the Denver Seattle game. Nathaniel Hackett. I have no respect for the man. I think he um, should be fired immediately with what he did to that game and how he managed it. It's unexcusable. It's undefensible and. And it, it, it just gave me a bad taste in my mouth. So I started thinking, I don't want Russell on my team anymore because he's the head coach. So now I'm thinking, okay, how do I trade Russell Wilson but then also get the value that I want? And the only person on my team that has any value is Justin Jefferson. And so, okay, it started initially with Randy, Pat Mahomes, DJ Moore for Justin Jefferson and Russell Wilson. So that's on the table. That's a terrible trade in my opinion. You're getting waxed. Am I though, Dave? Because yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing. A million percent. Because you're taking basically the number one most important position in wide receiver in fantasy. Because they're pretty, they put up a lot of points where you could find quarterbacks to put up 20, 30 points a week. You're not going to find a wide receiver that's going to put up the numbers that Justin Jefferson is going to put up. I understand that Mahomes threw five touchdowns, but that doesn't happen every week. But here's the thing. I don't care about the points. I want to have fun watching games. And I trust me when I say, watching Justin Jefferson at Ray's house was an amazing experience. I loved it. Every second of it. So you want to trade him? At the same time, watching, I, and I only caught like basically uh, late third, fourth quarter of that Denver game. I was miserable watching that team play. I don't want to watch them play. If, if, if their head coach is that big of a pussy, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Even though I love so- Russ. So that has nothing to do with Jefferson. No. You've got to figure out a way as a manager and the champion now to make a trade or just hold on to, to, to Russell Wilson. It's week one. They barely played at all in preseason together. So you got to give them some time. The head coach is a complete moron, but I think you're really overreacting. Coming from a guy at the draft who said, oh, I'm going to you know take it easy this year and I'm not going to be you know jumping off ledges. And well, I'm not jumping. Ju- I'm not. I'm, I'm- a half a game yesterday and now you already want to trade your team here's the thing i'm not jumping off a ledge i'm 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 thinking rational here i'm actually thinking rational i get dj moore who randy's down on who everybody pre like everybody you know preseason was all in on dj moore that's all i kept hearing dj moore dj moore dj moore and then i get the best quarterback in the game arguably besides mahomes besides josh allen like i i get that i'm giving up value but you got to give something up to get something and i think the problem it's just, I mean, training a quarterback or to get a quarterback for the best wide receiver, arguably in the league, uh, is a little asinine to me, just to be honest. And I'm pretty sure most of the league would agree with me on this one. Fair enough. Well, that's why we're putting it on the lounge. Now, exactly. Here's the thing. You got to get, but here's the thing. You got to give something to get something. And I think a lot of times with our league, people are so apprehensive to trade because they're afraid that they're going to get, you know, one, they're going to get, you know, waxed or whatever you want to call it. I'm not afraid of that. I'll take my lumps. I'll take my beatings. If I, in my heart, in my head, know that 
I rather just watch Pat Mahomes, and I'll I, you know what I want to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll watch uh, DJ Moore. I rather have that than having someone on my team that I don't enjoy watching. What excite? So I know you said you don't like the coach. watching the Broncos. What makes you excited about watching the Panthers? That's a great question. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. But just, but, just sit down and think for a little bit before but, you start making But that's the only receiver that trade. I could that's the only receiver I could get from Randy if I want Mahomes. Like I have to well, I have then to, that's a, then that's not a good trade, Mike. If you just have to take some receiver. A third rounder though. It wasn't he's not just a castaway. Yeah, you took you're trading the second overall pick. Yes. For a third rounder. And a fourth. And a fourth. So how does that make any sense? Well, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. No, it doesn't. Anyways, let's let's move on. Do you want to talk your trade real quick? I guess we could put that out there. Okay, so the other the other thing on the docket was Dave would trade Burrow, DeAndre Swift, Renfro, and Ayuk for Jefferson, Russ, Damian Harris, and maybe I think it was Allen Robinson, right? Yeah. So that's on there. I I like Randy's deal better, but I don't think Randy's going to pull the trigger. So my my idea in this is I I feel like I'm giving up a lot of value, but I'm getting the best player out of the trade. Also getting Allen Robinson, who I think is has to have a bounce back game after that terrible performance in Week One and Stafford not looking at him. Um, so I figured you get Jefferson, you start Robinson, and then I would still have uh, Brandon Cooks at my third receiver. I still have David Carr and then or Derek Carr and then I would be getting Wilson so I could figure out one of those two guys to start each week or go find somebody on the waiver wire. And then I have James Robinson on the bench. So I, I really don't want to give up Swift, but I'd rather have Swift. I'm sorry, Jefferson than Swift. So I would figure it out somehow. Yeah, my rationale is I get a stud Swift who I'm very high on, and right now my running backs are a question mark. So I, I fill that void. I get two guys that I'm confident are going to be serviceable in Renfro and Ayuk, and then uh, Burrow and Wilson to me are a wash. What makes you confident that Renfro is going to be serviceable? Um, because again, and I, I watched a lot of that game this week. He Carr was keyed in on Devontae. I get it. He's the brand new toy. You all want to play with the brand new toy. At the same time, was it successful? Did they win? No, they didn't win the game. My point is, he has to, and I think McDaniel will subscribe to this. He has to involve more people consistently, and that includes Waller, and it includes Renfro. I saw last year Carr and Renfro make magic. I know it's capable of doing that, and I know with Devontae getting so much attention now that Renfro is going to be open. Like pencil, And me, in my head, pencil Renfro in for like 5 for 70 every week. So I'm in my head I'm banking on that. Ayuk is more of a ga- Ayuk's more of a gamble to me, but he played he played every single snap against the Bears. That was a fluke game. Him and yeah, him I'm and not Debo- taking, I'm yeah. not taking I'm taking that with a grain of salt. That's not what his performance is going to be each week. He actually had some flashes though in that game too. Yes, yeah, so I'm banking on the upside of Ayuk like possibly could be like a fringe wide receiver, like a mid-round wide receiver two, wide receiver three. So now I pair that with Sutton. So I basically got a bunch of wide receivers too with a stud running back, which I don't have. So that's my rationale behind that. But like I said, I kind of like Randy's deal better, but we'll see. All right. Well, in my opinion, Justin Jefferson would never leave my team, but that's that's your team. I'll manage my team. Yeah, appreciate uh, Speaking that. of my team, uh, my surprise of this week is James Robinson, who was on my bench, but – uh, 11 attempts for 66 yards and a rushing touchdown. 
also added another reception for three yards and a receiving touchdown, 19.9 points. Coming off of an Achilles injury, uh, I think he's eight or nine months removed from that. I was not expecting him to play till like week three or four. So to see this in week one, I'm pretty excited that I took him. I wasn't expecting him to play as much. Like you're to the point where like ETM wasn't even on the field. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. Um, and it's actually a good surprise because your disappointment, Alvin Kamara, is kind of a little banged up. Uh, didn't see the amount of volume that he's used to seeing. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a great week. Michael Thomas, um, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Alvin Taysom Kamara is going to be a thorn in my ass all year. Yeah, like I he always like... is. He always is. 46 total yards for Kamara. Finished with 7.6 fantasy points. Definitely a disappointment for your second round pick. 13th overall. Yeah, uh, you know, took him 12th overall. I got a text from Lath this week about me talking shit about James Conner last week. And had to say, you know, instant karma. Look look what happened to Kamara. So Ooh, I think yeah, I just but... need to stop talking crap about people's teams on this well, podcast. But here's the thing. And Lath, hey, Lath let me know on Sunday that we were wrong. And we were wrong. But here's the thing. We'll admit it. James Conner looked good. He looked good. Yeah. I'm curious to see if he holds up, but hey, the 15th pick overall, I think that was a great pick. Now, looking back on it, here's the thing. You know, people, people, you know, you're in the hot seat by giving opinions. Not everybody does it, though. And we put ourselves out there, and yeah, we're going to get them wrong. And myself, you know, I probably get more wrong than I get right. But, you know, we'll own up to it, though. Yeah, I think you're my kryptonite. Every time I ask you for advice, that's always wrong. So I'm just going to stop listening. I don't get why. If you want advice, do not ask me. Right now, you got to go to Gallagher. He's hot right now. The kid's hot. I'm going to go. I'm, that's Sunday morning, Gallagher. I'm going to call you for a daily Dave lineup. The kid's hot. Uh, my MVP, though, was, uh, if you could scroll back down there, Mike, for me, uh, was DeAndre Swift. 15 attempts, 144 yards. I think he broke like a 60-yard run to begin the game. He also had a touchdown, uh, three receptions for 31 yards, so he ended up with 26.5. But another thorn in my ass, uh, Williams stole two touchdowns from him. So that, that's going to be an issue all year as well. That, uh, that Lions team's just, I think, fun to watch. I think yeah. that offense is sneaky good. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games because their defense is terrible, but uh, they're a good fantasy team for I offense. think so. I think so. Like I agree. Um, Waldo, who uh, squeaked out another win against you, low-scoring games in our division. Um, Antonio yeah. Gibson, for him, just uh, – he kind of looked like Antonio Gibson when he played for Memphis. I mean, seven yeah, catches you know, for 72 of yards. not the Antonio Gibson I had last year. Definitely not. And so it, it's good to see him flourish because he out of college, he was a receiver. And he played running back. I get that. But he was known as a guy that was like you could put in the slot and he was unguardable. So now all of a sudden, if he gets that combo threat, it's going to be interesting that he could have a gem with Antonio Gibson. Um, unfortunately, CeeDee Lamb, his second round pick, uh, not a good game. Two receptions on 11 targets. Ouch. Obviously, Dak yeah. goes down. So uh, it's interesting what he does. I wonder what he does with Dak in terms of is he going to drop him? Um well, supposedly, they're not putting him on IR, um, so they think he's going to be back in four weeks. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, though, 11 targets, only two catches. That's an 18% catch rate, which is terrible. Um, and uh, I don't know, was Ben DiNucci their backup? I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. So I think it's bench every Cowboy on your roster until Dak gets back. Uh, well, you can't, you gotta that's start unfortunate CD. because we were really high on CeeDee Lamb, too. Yeah, I mean, you got to so. still start. You got to start CD still. You think so? I think so. I think so. I think so. You got to see what know. he looks like. I think it's 
you got another option, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting, Waldo, having to make some moves here early. I wonder who he does. He, he doesn't have a backup quarterback. No, I don't, I don't believe. But I do. So if you want one, let there me know. Go. Let's talk <laughs> trades. Uh, I mean, like Trevor Lawrence is out there. Trubisky, Justin is Justin Fields out there? I believe so. Yeah, so uh, he's going to have to get creative. Um, I know Channel's got Cousins as a backup. You might be able to work something out with him. It'll be interesting. I mean, if it's only four weeks, you can you can play a streamer each week, find a good matchup, and find my, a running quarterback or something that's going to get you some points on the ground. My boy Mariota. Mariota is available. Just let you guys know. Um, Diggs, his first rounder, was every bit what he should be. Eight for one twenty-two and a tutty, twenty-six fantasy points. So. Um, Waldo gets the win, but has definitely an uphill battle to stay competitive without um, without Dak in the picture there. Now, probably the most dynamic matchup was McCarthy and Randy, two teams uh, that scored over 150 points. McCarthy, he doesn't need any more help, but he got a big surprise in Devin Duvray, uh, four for 54 and two touchdowns. Looked very impressive as Lamar Jackson's second option. <clears throat> yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know if that's sustainable. Because uh, it is only you know four receptions, but the two touchdowns really helped. But it's just good to see that he was trusting him in the red zone. Uh, I think he caught him for a long touchdown too uh, on one of them. So two touchdowns. He was on Mike's bench, but it's a good bench player to have moving forward. Uh, his disappointment though is Irv Smith Jr. Uh, only reason why he was starting though is because Kittle was injured, which I was going to put as a disappointment, but I couldn't do that to him. So put Irv Smith Jr. <clears throat> Jr. in there with zero points. He only had two targets. Uh, Vikings scored 23 points as well, so not not a huge amount of points, but they were scoring. Um, and for him to only have two targets is a big disappointment. Yeah, that's what that's what kills you is like the volume. The volume wasn't there. I will say yeah. this: when he gets Kittle back, people forget he has Chubb. So, like this team is disgusting. If it's I think all this healthy, is the best best division hands down in our our league. I agree. Uh, and again, like MVP, it's hard to pick one. I mean, combined Cup, Chase, and, and Josh Allen, almost 100 points. That's almost, I mean, I think you could f- be fairly confident that he's going to get 80 from those three every week. You would have to think so. So 99.15 points. Uh, me, you, and Andy, uh, our teams scored, uh, I think, 101, 102, and 103. So those three guys almost beat all of our, <laughs> our teams single-handedly. I mean, it's it's impressive, and you know, Randy keeps talking. Well, you know, McCarthy's going to have to make some some moves, and not moves like some decisions. He might he might mess up that or whatever the case may be. And I'm like Randy, there's not many decisions to make when his team's is loaded. Like, yeah, exactly, and I don't think Mike cares as much as most of us. Not that he doesn't care about winning, but he doesn't. I don't think he's a a guy on Sunday worrying about his lineup. I feel like he just sets it in and mm-hmm. and forgets it and just goes with goes with his gut. So I think he'll be all right. Yeah, so the team he beat, Randy, who had a good week, Rex Burkhead, big surprise. He played a ton with that Texans team. That Texans team moved the ball, which, again, Davis Mills was good last year. Tail end, we broke him down before yep. the in our preseason lounges. But Burkhead, uh, you know, f- uh, four, uh, 40 rushing yards on 14 carries. He also had five receptions for 30 yards. As someone that is a PPR bench guy, that is great to have on your team. Um, his big disappointment, obviously, the Cam Akers start. Um, he looked slow. He had no burst. As a fifth rounder, I wonder how long he's going to stick with him, not to start, but just on his roster. 
And then speaking of Cam Akers' backup, that's on Mike's team. So, <laughs> and Daryl Henderson. So, I, I mean, is he going to stay with them? I think he has to give him like two, three more weeks. But as a fifth rounder. I, I, you can't start him next week. No, you definitely can't start him. But you, I, I would assume. He's, drop him. he's just going to be one of those guys that is going to hold up a, a bench spot if he sucks all year because I don't think you can drop him. But yeah. at a certain point, you're going to have to. And we all know this because then, okay, when buys start coming and you want to carry two defenses and you got to pick up a kicker and you got to do that, eventually you're going to have to drop some of these guys. You can't afford to wait on them anymore. So I guess I'm asking, at what point do you drop them? Is it, if he if he keeps doing this? Six, six to eight weeks. That's, see that's a long leash. I know. Okay. But he's a young player, but he looked terrible week one. Uh, his MVP, though, is your uh, your muse right now. Patrick Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns, uh, had five yards rushing, so not nothing crazy, but ended up with 48.5 points. Uh, I was totally wrong again, put my neck out there last week on the podcast, said that Mahomes was going to have a down year, and he came out and just slapped me in the face uh, and put up you know, almost a 50-burger. So I can see why you want him on your team, but I still think you're an idiot if you trade Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, now, if we go to the Lewis Ryan matchup, who won? Did Ryan win that game, or was it Lewis? Yeah, we never talked about Ryan, did we? No, but I'm saying we you, we're going to talk about him now, Ryan and Lewis. But did Ryan yeah, end up Ryan winning? Won. Right? He ended up winning uh, by three points. It was actually a hard beat because Lewis had Metcalf going, and he was looking good in the beginning of the game, and then just totally dropped off. He ended up with I think like eight or nine points, uh, <laughs> and. Lewis, I think he had his kicker or some, or no, Ryan had his kicker uh, on Denver. Um, oh, and ended up beating him by three. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't look like Ryan had a chance to win. And then, you know, Barkley goes nuts. And, you know, Christian Kirk had a good game. Um, so with Ryan, you know, Christian Kirk, people dogging that Jags team for paying him all that money, but six for 117. Pretty impressive. His disappointment, all, though. All targets, too. So they're, they're looking his way as well. Uh, in Jacksonville. Yeah, and uh, and again, they traded Chenault, and so, you know, it seems like it's going to be good there. Uh, and they had a chance to beat Washington. You know, they were up in that game, and uh, they couldn't close the deal, but they look more competitive. Doug Peterson's a real coach, unlike yeah. Urban Meyer. So that team's fantasy value, to me, there's a lot, a lot more promise than it was last year. Mike Williams, unfortunately, this could just be a one-week thing, but two receptions for 10 yards – not what you wanted to see, but Dave Keenan Allen, hamstring, correct? Yeah, injured. So, uh, classic Mike Williams, boomer bust kind of player, but now being the number one target for however long Allen is out for, should bring some more value to him. Uh, but definitely disappointing week in week one with only three points. Um, MVP though, like you were just talking, Saquon Barkley went off. Uh, I don't know if he's back, but 18 attempts, 164 yards, a touchdown, seven targets, six receptions, 30 yards, and then another two-point conversion. So 33.4 points, that is huge out of a running back. That's putting up quarterback numbers. To beat Tennessee like they did was impressive. Well, a lot of bad kick, uh, kickers this week. Yeah, uh, Tennessee had a but, shot to win at the end of the game, and they missed yeah. the field goal. How about, I mean, Do- Brian Dabal going for that two was impressive. Yeah. 
I gotta give a lot of props to him, and I and I know t- people had better statistics or in terms of fantasy points, but I think probably the most impressive game I watched was Saquon Barkley's game, in my opinion. The guy was doing as as everything. Per- uh, as far as singular performances, yes, or? yes, in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I didn't see the game, so yeah, he looked great, and I just root for him. I just like him. I root for him. I, I just watched my quarterback throw four interceptions and get a fumble and look like an absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of disaster, uh, Matt Stafford for Lewis, huge disappointment. Um, Thursday night, you got a lot of um, juices flowing, and they did not come to play. Three picks, um, only nine fantasy points. Very disappointing to see, but it's a surprise on the defensive end. The Chargers D looked really good. Derwin James, uh, Cleo Mack, I think, had three sacks, 23 yeah, fantasy points. Yeah, they looked great. Um, uh, and then, real quickly, Kelsey. MVP, like you know, like we thought. Is there any? In hindsight, it was it foolish to even think Andrews was going to be better than Kelsey in fantasy? Because there was a stretch where people were saying that. I mean, I'm an Andrews owner, and I I don't believe he's better than Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey is basically a wide receiver that can block. He's probably the best tight end ever, uh, in my opinion. Be like him or Gronk or Tony Gonzalez. Uh, but or Antonio Gates, but he's definitely in top five tight ends of all time, and it showed this week with the uh, twenty six point one points. I just does Lewis make a change at quarterback? Who's the quarterback? Stafford. No, I think you got to give him another week. Okay, fair enough. I I think a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, getting the rings, and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being there and uh, prime time. I think it was just a little bit too much. I think they'll settle down and. Get it going. Okay. Fair enough. Um, the last division, Gallagher, Andy squared off. Gallagher had a monster. And, and again, I know McCarthy's – I think McCarthy has the best team on paper, but I think Gallagher's like right there with him. Um, he gets yeah, he's a, definitely uh, – his, his team put up like 150 points. Yeah, his team's pretty loaded. Um, he starts Clyde Edwards when he wasn't going to. Clyde Edwards had a huge game, huge surprise. How about Jarvis Landry throw back the clock? I mean, he had double – I think he had double-digit targets too. He put up 18 fantasy points on his bench like – just getting that yeah, type of production. Is I think huge. he had what, like uh, eleven targets or I something. Think, I, I think so. I didn't put the stats on, but I had to put his name down there because Jarvis Landry is one of my favorite players and had a huge bounce back. Uh, I think yeah, I think it was like 11, 11 targets, eight catches for like one hundred and twelve yards or something. Yeah, it was it was nuts, and I, I like Jarvis Landry, so I'm glad to see it. Even his disappointment, Keenan Allen, it was only because he got hurt. He still put up ten fantasy points. Well, that it was uh, actually Gallagher's team was the hardest to find a disappointment on. Uh, I mean, even his bench was pretty good. So, the, really, the only reason why is because he got injured and ended up up with ten points, which most of us would take ten points out of a starting receiver each week. No, absolutely. Uh, but his team was really hard to to make that decision up. And then Justin Herbert, uh, Keenan Allen's running mate. Uh, what you expect, you know, close to three hundred yards passing. Um, Three touchdowns, 32 fantasy points. I mean, what else could you want from the man? Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I put him down there as his, his keeper. So that's his MVP in his heart. Yeah. You now, he played Andy. He had a little rough day. But Andy, unlike my team, had, like, actually legit surprises. Like, you know, Michael Thomas. To see Michael Thomas 5 for 57, two touchdowns was huge, without a doubt. Yeah, so he was actually going to be the MVP, but – I think it was more of a surprise uh, than anything, so I had to put him as the surprise for Andy's team. Yeah, uh, eight targets, five receptions, fifty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. Which, 
uh, was not expecting the touchdown out of him. Yeah, and so, I mean, he didn't get much from Njoku. I wonder how long he stays with him. Um, Njoku had, you know, a catch for seven yards, nothing to write home about. Javante Williams, holy cow, the volume was there. 11 receptions for 65 yards, um, only seven rushing attempts. But, I mean, he went over 100 yards from scrimmage. He had the fumble, but still 19.8 fantasy points for his MVP, his keeper, Javante Williams. Yeah, I mean, the, the fumble really wasn't his fault either. The, the line got pushed back uh, into him as he was taking the handoff, and it was kind of an odd play. Uh, Melvin Gordon's fumble was definitely his fault. Um, uh, Williams, I wouldn't really put that on him. So uh, I think he, he got another steal in, in his keeper this year in uh, Javante Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think Andy, like, if I had to pick, if I had to pick between my, my team and Andy's team, I feel a lot better about Andy's team than my team, personally. Um, all, all three of us put up the three lowest scores. So, yeah, so uh, we'll really see. Nothing to write home about. We'll see. But I just I like how Andy's team. I think there's more value there right now. Again, what it, so it, fantasy is? What have you done for me lately? Like you could be on top of the mountain one week in terms of you have nine, ten guys that pop, and then next week they all of a sudden drop duds, and you're like scratching your head thinking, "What are you going to do?" Well, that is fantasy. That is and fantasy. That's why it's so frustrating. <laughs> The final matchup, Simone Leith, uh, was really close. Both of them are at Randy's. It looked like Leith for about a good portion up until like midway through the 3 o'clock games had it in the bag. And then Simo's team came on strong late. Miles Sanders for Simo had a huge game, um, a touchdown on 96 yards re- uh, rushing, uh, 18 fantasy points for uh, Miles Sanders. A disappointment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm just a little bit on Miles Sanders, though. A guy who in preseason told fantasy owners not to draft him, and then he comes out and almost rushes for 100 yards, gets a touchdown, and adds a few uh, few catches in there. So uh, I think he was just frustrated with people talking about how bad he was last year and kind of had to show what he can still do on that offense. Yeah. Um, Dawson Knox, his disappointment, um, two targets only, one for five yards um, receiving. So not the expectation from Knox, but if you watch that game, there's gonna be, there's gonna be games where Dawson Knox has monsters. So I think you gotta stay with him. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything crazy, but that the tight end for the Broncos had a decent game for Simo that he's on his bench, so he's got options at tight end. Yeah, Alberto. But uh, we talked about this on the lounge last week with Dawson Knox. He's one of those guys like you just mentioned is. Going to put up a few weeks like this just because their offense is so good that they're going to spread it out to a few different players and some of the game scripts could get out of control when they're up by so much. So he'll get some weeks like this uh, out of Dawson Axe, but he should be pretty serviceable for the rest of the year. Uh, then his MVP is both of our uh, old girlfriends, uh, Devontae Adams. <laughs> 17 targets, 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I'd love to see him out of a Green Bay jersey so I can actually appreciate his game even more now and cheer him on. Uh, 17 targets, though, is really pissing me off because he's screwing over Renfro. Uh, but what a game from Devontae Adams. Yeah, he looked good in silver and black. That's for sure. Finally, yeah. Lath, um, who I thought had a pretty good week, um, he gets a surprise. DJ Shark, 4 for 52 and a tutty. Um, also, too, like Cordell Patterson, to me, like him, he had a monster game, 22 fantasy points on his bench. So that's yeah, nice move forward. It was hard for me to choose a surprise for him. Uh, but DJ Chark, I think, is more of a surprise because Patterson had a good year last year. DJ Chark was terrible. Well, he was hurt. Uh, he was hurt. teams, and he started him, too. So 
Uh, props to Lath on that one. Big start. Um, he was he was hurt though a lot of year last year. DJ Shark. True. Um, Tom Brady, not the game he wanted from him. Only 212 yards passing. I think to be expected because he missed so much of training camp. I wouldn't be surprised by like week four Brady's going back to his old self, like 300 yards, five touchdowns, four touchdowns. Um, no, I'm sure he'll be there. Uh, but I mean, 19 to what did they win? 19 to three. Yeah, it was. It, they were up, so they, they they didn't really need to pass the ball as much uh, throughout the game. And Dallas for, wasn't really doing much. And Fournette, so. we didn't talk about what Lewis Fournette just had his way. Well, yeah, he was bullying people, so you know they kind of were riding him. So. Uh, I fully expect Tom Brady to be back. And then MVP Joe Mixon just does what Joe Mixon does. He's on the field. He's durable. He catches the ball in the backfield. Um, you know, over 140 yards from scrimmage, uh, seven receptions. Didn't get in the end zone, but... He but does, what, what... There's... I don't think there's another running back even close to coming to 34 touches in a game. No. He's, in this day and age in the, in the NFL. Joe Mixon is the clear-cut number one running back on that team. There's nobody behind him. He's going to get – he probably will have the most touch. If he stays healthy, he will have the most touches of any running back in the NFL this year. Yeah, he's just super durable. Um, and so I expect that – now I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with T. Higgins. I'm sure Lace upset um, that T. Higgins um, got hurt. I know it's a concussion, right, or they're evaluating for a concussion. So yeah, hopefully they said he should be back though. Yeah, hopefully if it's not this week, maybe he misses this week, but he should be back within um by by week three, you would think. All right, so that's just breaking down what happened week one. A lot going on. Uh, We're not gonna probably get waiver pickups today. Um, We'll do some because you don't want to give up your waiver. I I don't have a waiver claim, Dave. So it's not about well, that. I just, I, I, I personally am not ready yet to, to dive into them. I, well, I'm going to do them. I'll do some real quick. Okay. Uh, Are we going to do a deep sea? Is this a deep sea diver segment or is it just a yeah, Dave? Well, I, that's what we had planned, but I guess, you know, you don't want to give away your secrets. Well, I'm not picking up anybody. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what it is? Though? I, didn't, I didn't have time to research. And so I don't want to give people, I, you know, when I do my dives, I want people to know that I've given everything I can to them. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be disingenuous here. All right. Well, anyways, uh, just a few a few names out there at the quarterback position uh, that are still available. Uh, Jameis Winston put up 28 points last week. Uh, Mariota 21 points, and Carson Wentz 36.8 points. I don't know if any of those are sustainable, but uh, I think you could at least put Wentz and Winston on your bench and feel good about having them as backups. Okay. Anything else? Nothing. Or you don't have anything? You're not. You're not gonna add anything. I told you, I, I wasn't able to look. I, you know, I'm I'm a busy guy lately, Dave. All right. Well, anyways, at the running back position, then you have Dontrell Hilliard, uh, who I think I believe was at like 80 percent of third down. Um, uh, he was in the yes. game 80 percent of the time. About two down, touchdown so, passes. Uh, so yeah, he's getting uh, two receptions, uh, uh, reception touchdowns, 61 yards. So uh, he might be a nice little add to your bench wide receiver. Uh, let's see, we got, uh, let's go with Sterling Shepard. He, not a very good year last year. Only put up, uh, 77 points. He had 15 points this week. He's hurt? No, he was hurt last year. Yeah, well, anyways, two receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and we'll go to tight end. OJ Howard. How about that one? Coming out of Houston. Uh, We were talking a little bit about Houston earlier. 
OJ Howard's been totally off the map for like the last three years. Ends up uh, throwing down 17.8 points uh, with two reception touchdowns. So a lot of these guys are getting a bunch of touchdowns. I don't know if that's sustainable, but fun to put on your bench. And then obviously Steelers at the defense. Yes. I'm so thankful that uh, uh, Waldo didn't pick them. I'm sorry, keep them and started them last week because they put up 38. Seven sacks, four interceptions, and a, a touchdown. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I'm sure that it's. I mean, the Steelers are on everybody's watch right now. Um, no TJ Watt for at least six weeks, I'm assuming, but um, still. still, absolutely. Uh, Again, uh, we're not going to say it's one, a deep sea diver. One, 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 one more for Gallagher. Uh, uh, young Young Hoku put up 19 points. So if you need a kicker, <laughs> go wow. get some Young Young Hoku. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna say it's a deep sea diver because I didn't endorse it. But that was a, a Dave. Uh, Dave Dig, digging Dave. How about that? Like digging up up holes, like a little like you know. We'll we'll go with that for now. Um, Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really planned out very well. So uh, again, it's I put the I put the blame on me because I didn't have time to do the necessary research I needed to do for a deep sea diver. So that's on me. Um, Now we're gonna do a quick two minute drill. We got uh, probably about twelve minutes left before we got to run out of here so week two it's kind of a big week now this is you know whether you're on one one and one especially if you're on one you you really want to get on the you really want to get in the win column uh after week two right oh and two's panic mode a little bit a little bit yeah i don't i don't i really need a big win this week okay so we'll start with my matchup uh i i, I I, I just don't know what to say about Nathaniel Hackett. But right now, I'm projected to beat Waldo by 20, but that's because he doesn't have a quarterback. Um, Diggs against Tennessee. Um, I like what Gibson did. He's playing Detroit. I'm going to lead towards Waldo just because I think my team is not very good. Uh, you got to see what Lamb does on Waldo's team, um, but I think he does beat you this week. I also think Waller has a big game against Arizona. I just don't think that team is good at all. Um We'll see. I might. I mean, I might have Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, I, just I, I, I wouldn't doubt if he goes for a fifty. Um, now, it keeps taking me back to week one. I don't want that. All right, next matchup. We have a little difficult. Commission versus um, Lewis Lazard King. Lewis projected a one forty three. Stafford against Atlanta. It's got to be a bounce back. Um, as I'm looking, I feel like Mike Evans doesn't really play well against New Orleans that often. Like, I feel like Lattimore tries to lock him up pretty good. Um, this one's a toss up to me. I'm going to go with Lewis's team because I like, uh, Cook against Philly. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Lewis. Uh, I like Fournette and Cook and Kelsey. And then I think Stafford does have a bounce back week. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes is playing the Chargers, so that could be another shootout. Uh, I do like... I don't like, I'm sorry, Evans against New Orleans, like you mentioned. He has, usually doesn't play well there. Not huge on DJ Moore. Uh, Debo had a pretty decent week, but he also does have Jonathan Taylor. But I'm going to go with Lewis on this one. Okay. Now, channel verse, my fellow Americans, Dave Steuben. Dave, you need to win desperately. Um, Hurts against Minnesota could be a tough matchup. Um Thielen really didn't do much. I wonder if he's involved more. It was a lot of Jefferson, obviously, week one. I, I'm telling you right now, Renfro's going to have a better game. I wonder what Kamara, I don't know. That could be a tough start. I know he's projected a 16, but he might be, you know, 10 to 12 range. Like, is Kyle Pitts, is, is people going to ever be able to figure out how to get in the ball? 
Like, I don't know. Uh, he, yeah, that was that could have been the disappointment of last week for him too as well. He only put up three point nine points. Um, he doesn't have a kicker in his lineup right now, so let's just add another, let's say, ten points. So. Mm-hmm. 140 to 133. I like my chances this week as long as Kamara is healthy and gets a touchdown. Uh, I think I wonder what Eckler is in the game plan because he was not featured uh, much last week. Um, it was a lot of like Josh Kelly and and um, oh my god, Sony Michelle. That was really throwing me for a loop there. So I'm gonna go with Dave there, but I think Channel has a legit shot to win. Um, McCarthy projected 147. Ryan projected 127. Uh, it's hard to go against McCarthy in any situation. Chubb against the Jets, I think that's tasty to say the least. Kittle coming back against Seattle, I mean, McCarthy's team's ready to, to pop. Yeah, I think I like the uh, the switch at running back with Henderson for Hall. Uh, Duvernay, he's putting in for Lockett this week. Uh, he still does have Greg. Uh, why do you keep saying Greg Kittle? George Kittle uh, in the lineup. Uh, so we'll have to see if he's actually going to play this week. But uh, I'm going to go with Mike until he loses. Here's the thing: Derrick Henry projected a 14. That's got to be one of the lowest projections Derrick Henry's had in fantasy in I don't know how long. He just doesn't catch the ball. And maybe it's based on too, like he wasn't really in on third downs. Well, he's also playing Buffalo, so yes. Um, Cole Komet against Green Bay, like that 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 offense is going to look like him and Mooney are going to be fine. They just, yeah, they're just a weird you can't game. take anything from that from last week uh, for fantasy purposes uh, from either of those teams. This week will be a better measure of actually how they're going to play. Yep. So. Um, uh, next game, Gallagher versus uh, Seymour. They're basically projected same, 140. I mean, what I saw from Arizona, Devontae Adams could go for like 300 yards for Seymour. Yeah, Arizona looked terrible last week. Yeah. But Gallagher does have Pittman, Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson. All three of those guys scored last week, and they looked really good. Uh, McCaffrey had a, kind of a down week. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire had a great week, but I don't know if he's going to maintain that. Uh, um, I think I like Gallagher's team, though, overall a little bit better. All right, fair enough. Um, Kyle Murray against Vegas. Uh, you expect to be a game, but I just don't know if that team's good. Like, I, I, they, People keep telling me how good they are, and I just don't. I don't see it. It doesn't translate. No, they're. I don't think they're. They're going to be like a borderline uh, playoff team. I did like that odds of them missing the playoffs in our bet uh, extravaganza um, last matchup. We only have four percent on my computer, so we do have to. We got to hurry this up. Though. We got to hurry this up a little bit. Um, Jibber jabs. Conneria, um projected one thirty four against Andy one twenty two. Brady against New Orleans is a tough matchup. They always play Brady tough. Um, Man, it's a tough one. Uh, I wonder what Dalton Schultz is going to do. I know he dropped the 13. I'm leaning towards Andy here just because he's going Rodgers for sure Sunday night against the Bears. I'm going to lean towards Andy, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go with Leith. I like Tom Brady more than Rodgers. Uh, that team looked terrible last week. Uh, mm, yeah, I think I'm going to go Leith. I think it's going to be a slugfest. Um, is yeah. it, I think if Tyreek has a, a big week against Baltimore, I think that's either he has a good week I could see him having a tough week against Baltimore, but if he somehow could put up like a 20, then I like Andy's team. Whew. All right. That was like a 10-minute drill, but we got through it. Uh, again. That was a 
That was a uh, Denver Broncos two-minute drill. Exactly. People want to say that, you know, I'm, I'm here today and I'm showing face and I'm telling you right now we're going to be doing lounges hopefully every Tuesday because um, that's what the people want. And uh, if I'm, you trade Justin Jefferson, I'm not doing a lounge with you anymore. Okay, well we'll see about that, Dave. We'll see about that. Um, we'll see. Hey, keep keep your ears out. Uh, you know we might be making some moves here tonight. Um, thanks for listening. And remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all.